G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Tomorrow night, Australia take on, excuse me, South Africa. They're old foes in the World Cup semi-final, a spot in the final awaits. You can hear it all here on SENQ, of course. Uh, Tonight kicks off with New Zealand and India, but tomorrow night we are focusing on Australia and South Africa. And the focus does come down to the bowlers because we've crunched some numbers in the power plays for this World Cup. Australia have only taken 11 wickets. And it's only better than Afghanistan, Bangladesh and Pakistan. 11 wickets in the power plate. Mitchell Stark has two of those wickets. And both of them have come at night. So when they're chasing. So how do we get the best out of Mitchell Stark? Do we need him to fire for this World Cup semi-final? Yes, we do. We know what he did in 2015 in the final. The first ball to Baz McCullum and the man who was in charge of Australian bowling stocks at that point is on the line with me now. Craig McDermott, a very good morning to you, Craig. World Cups, it's a great time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it's exciting time for our boys uh, tomorrow night. So let's see how they can go against the Yarpies, eh? Yeah, exactly. We're talking about the 2015 final. I know we've got to be, meet South Africa first to reach the final, but that, that first ball of 2015, Mitchell Stark against uh, Baz McCullum, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was something that uh, I talked to Mitchell about sort of three or four weeks out from the final, and um, the way McCullum was playing, he was going from ball, ball one and really going hard. They were, they were 70 and 80 off 10 regularly during the tournament. And I just said to Mitchell, I said, he's got this massive big backswing. So, you know, for the next couple of weeks, we need to have a good amount of practice on bowling Yorkers. So, you know, three or four Yorkers in that in that first six balls. And I went to, uh, obviously, I went to Michael Clark and discussed it with him as well before I spoke to Mitchell. And he was all, he was all over it. And um, so, you know, Mitchell did the work. And, you know, the first ball almost took the stumps. And uh, by was it the second or third ball, um, McCullum was back in the sheds and you know they really didn't have a plan B after that because he, they depended so heavily on him you know get, getting them off the mark very quickly in that first 10 or 15 overs of going hard at the ball and uh, they didn't have a plan B and they just capitulated after that that is Mitchell Stark's weapon isn't it that in swinging yoga that that's the best is that the best ball in his arsenal Oh, look, I think he's got, you know, when he bowls reverse as well around the wicket uh, later in the innings, he's, he's, he's tough to play as well. I mean, he's good speed. He's coming from a high, great height. And certainly that, that Yorker with the ball swinging early uh, is tough work. And, I mean, Clinton de Kock has got a, a pretty high back lift as well. And it's something that they, they may think about doing in those first couple of balls. I mean, you don't get it right. You're going to get driven down the ground for four or through covers or whatever. But... Um, if it comes off, certainly the Cook's been in great form during this World Cup, got a lot of runs. He's a very good player, and if we can knock one of those open, it's open up out early. Yeah. We're in with a show, aren't we? Well, we exactly, exactly, and we need to do that with Decock because he what's four centuries so far this uh, this this World Cup, and he, he is he is there, Baz McCullum, isn't he? Uh, what about in India, Craig? The, how different is it, or how difficult is it to get the new ball swinging and 
swinging early because it's just something we haven't seen too much from from Mitchell this this tournament. Yeah, look, India is a bit different. I mean, um, unless it's a little bit humid, it's not going to really swing a lot. The wicket squares are very dry. Um, all those type of things go against swinging a new swinging a new ball regularly. So, and as we know, like the white ball only swings for about two or three overs as it is anyway. Particularly if the, the wicket is quite abrasive, it'll you'll get a few chunks out of it early doors, and then it won't swing at all. So. You know, if it doesn't happen in those first two to three overs, it's not going to happen at all. So you've got to get it right from the outset, which means he's got to have, you know, his seam position perfect. Everything's just got to be spot on for him to be able to do that. And, um, you know, in 2015, Mitchell worked very hard and all that. His wrist position and so forth have got it right. But, you know, it's a bit easier to swing the ball in Australia than it is in India. Mm. Um, mate, I take you back to World Cups in in eighty in eighty seven uh, when you were a part of that. It, it's it's a it's a it's a bit different tournament now, isn't it? Just the the how it all goes on. What what was what was the feeling like for Australia heading there in, in eighty seven? Oh well, we were yet another worst team to ever leave leave our country, <laughs> weren't we? I suppose so. <laughs> there was a theme. Yeah, there was a theme in the eighties for that, wasn't there? <laughs> There it was, exactly was. So, um, now we're a very young team uh, and very inexperienced team. And, you know, we just trained very hard. Bob Simpson flogged us every session. Um, we were the best fielding team. It's one of those things by the by the time when you get to the semifinals and the finals and the other teams are copying your fielding drills, you know that they're worried about things, right? So, that's, and that's one good thing a really good thing that Bob Simpson did with us. He turned us into the best fielding team in the world. And, and then, you know, we've obviously had a lot of good players. You know, Boone, Porter, Marsh, Jones, all those guys in our top four or five. We're always, always, they perform beautifully throughout the World Cup. And, and uh, you know, we bowl, we bowl very well. And uh, our fielding just backed all that up. We got a lot of great catches, handy runouts, all that sort of stuff. And that all comes from the hard work you do. Uh, off the paddock before the game starts. And, and the Australian team's no different these days. I've, as I've coached with them for, for five years and they, they all work hard on all facets of their game. They're, they're true professionals, our guys, and like most of the teams are these days. And, and uh, we've just got to hope that tomorrow night that they bring their A game and uh, South Africa might bring their B game. <laughs> well, South Africa are known for that in, in World Cup semis, aren't they? Yeah, they've taken the gas a few times. Let's hope <laughs> the gas truck turns up again tomorrow. <laughs> Is it something they can play on, the Aussies? I think I think you could. Uh, I think if it was uh, in our era, mm. you'd have a, a, a Healy and a, a Boone and a, and a War and and Co. Reminding them as they walk past them, going walking down the middle of the wicket about who's dropped the World Cup and all those sorts of things. I think it's um, they're all handy little statements to have up your sleeve. Good stuff. Craig, just uh, finally on that, the who they take in. I mean, there's talk it could be down to Marcus and Marnus, and everyone has an opinion on, all right, well, do you bring Marcus Stoinis in for his all-round ability and, and what he can extra he can bring to a team, or do you stay with someone like Marnus who you know what you're going to get and his fielding is superb. You just touched on the fielding. Marcus Stoinis and the way he can swing a new ball, does he play, and if he does, do you throw him in and opening the bowling or at least give him the new ball to do what he can do? Is that something you can even afford to do in a semi-final experiment like that? No, I'd be picking Marnus. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, don't apologise for picking a Queenslander. Don't apologise for picking a Queenslander. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, 
So, um, you know, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be backing Marnus for exactly those things. He's, he's in form. He's last game, he produced two great runouts, a couple of catches. Mm. He's an X factor in the field. And uh, Stornis is good in the field too, but he's not as good as uh, Marnus. His bat, Marnus' batting's better. And Stornis just hasn't been on the money either with his batting or his bowling uh, in preparation or during this World Cup. Craig, really appreciate the insight and uh, thank you for everything you've done so far for Australian cricket and continue to, uh, to uh, build up that Queensland presence as well, mate. Appreciate it. Craig McDermott, uh, Australia's bowling coach, the last time we did win a World Cup in 2015, uh, knows Mitchell Stark. And yeah, that in-swinging Yorker. It hasn't worked for him or it hasn't happened. We haven't seen much of it uh, in this World Cup at all. It's what he's renowned for. And we know the reverse swing at the end, which Craig just mentioned. Well, that's not happening. Uh, and Mitchell Stark has been lamenting the fact that they use two balls now. So the ball doesn't rough up and it doesn't get is, as, uh, well, isn't able to go reverse as much as possible because really it's only 25 overs old by the end of the match rather than where it should be all scuffed up and ready to rock.